Welcome back to Round Guy Radio, and we are talking Iowa Heartlanders with David Fine. As uh, we're ten days away from uh, the Iowa Wild doing a preseason game, there. Welcome, program. Hey, how's it going, Dave? Good to catch up again. Well, it's good. There's a lot going on. You signed a bunch of new players since the last time I talked to you. We're ten days out on this uh, preseason Iowa Wild Rockford game. Uh, what's going on over there? There's a lot going on, Dave. Um, I mean, at this point of the year, in terms of working in a front office, it's as go, go, go as it can be, which is, is good. It's how we like it. It's what we are paid to do. So that's good. And I would say that, you know, from the team standpoint, things are things are looking pretty sharp. It's, a, it's almost a full roster at this point. I think that the coaches are still working to make a few minor improvements, and there's still free agents that are floating out there that, they might see a fit for. So the team, is, I wouldn't say is 100% complete. But at, with that being said, um, at this point last year, the Heartlanders were, were looking for bodies to bring to training camp. And, you know, the first time that the team was on the ice, it was like, you know, there wasn't even a full group of, uh, of guys because it was a new team. And obviously, you know, the coaching staff had gotten here a little bit uh, middle of the summer as opposed to having like a full year to work at it. So it was a little bit of an adjustment last year just to make sure we had a roster at this point. But now at this point this year, it's wonderfully laid out. The path is clear and everything this year is going to be a, another another step up for the Heartlanders. So we're excited. Well, I mean, last year, players might have been a little standoffish because they wouldn't know what was going on, but you didn't have any standoffish this year, did they? After people see the facilities and, and what it's like here. No, I think that's it too. And like Derek uh, Damon, our head coach was talking at the, the town hall event that we had at the team store. And he said what he was, one thing that he was really impressed by sort of surprisingly is, you know, not everyone's going to play for you the full year. There's, as we saw last year, there were new bodies coming in every week. It felt like for the first few weeks, then it started to settle down as the team found its groove and found the right players, which is going to happen on every team. But, you know, you, you can only get a, a chance to make your, your reputation made once. And if things here from a player side were run, you know, a little bit less than perfection, the players would see it and, you know, perhaps comment on it. But even the players that didn't play here the full year or weren't coming back this year, you know, they have friends in the hockey world. They all chit-chat amongst each other the same way you would if, you know, you're going to a restaurant and you're trying to decide if your buddies ask you, oh, you ever been to this place? And you say, ah, you know, the appetizers weren't good. This was good. But Derek said he only heard positive things from former players who, you know, in some cases helped us probably ultimately sign some of the players that are here as rookies or first-year Heartlanders this year. So that's that's great from an organizational standpoint. People love coming. Players, you know, obviously our fans love coming to the to the new arena. It's beautiful. It's entertaining. It's high-paced. And that's exactly what we're – and family-friendly, which is what we set out to do a year ago and we're doing now into our second year. Well, yeah, and uh, I'm sure any player – that uh, the Heartlanders are considering would be able to know somebody that played here last year. And uh, uh, if that player gives you a good uh, recommendation, then I think it would weigh, weigh heavy on uh, the free agent uh, to sign here, wouldn't it? Yeah. And that's what, what we saw too from the returning players, I think is that, you know, they, Zach White's a perfect example. Zach White, yes, the Heartlanders protected his rights, um, but he's from, you know, an hour and a half outside of New York city. So why does he want to drive 16 hours to Iowa City when there's 
teams within two or three hours of where he grew up, and ultimately it comes down to the, the way that this is run. If things aren't you know weren't run in a you know, pristine way, so to speak, then Jack White could have said, "Ah, you know, can you trade me, or you know, I'm not coming back, or I'm retired." That he wants to be here and you know help see this out as a successful operation, which means a lot to us because it's not easy for Zach to get in the car and drive 16, 17 hours from Milford, Connecticut, out to Coralville and Iowa City. Like that's a hard thing for him to have to do, and he knows that he's not going to see his family and his friends as often as he would if he were playing for the Worcester Railers, which are two hours from his front door. So it means a lot to us that you know players like Zach think so highly, and you know I think that that reflects in the signings this summer. We're going to be young, and we're going to be fast, and we're going to be bigger than last year. And I think that's, you know, the team identity, and, you know, Zach's a part of that. With the speed aspect, the size, he, he's, uh, you know, he's the 5'7", five, 5'8", five, guy. Uh, but, you know, the rest of the signings that we have this summer fill out what's going to be a bigger, stronger, and hopefully faster roster. Well, uh, last time I talked to you, you gave me a bunch of names that we signed that I recognized. But then lately, I've been yep. seeing a bunch of names that I've never heard of. Uh, but I, I'm reading good things about them. Did did we get a bunch of good talent? I think we did, and I think that you know it, it's different for the Heartlanders compared to you know I, I, I talk about last year. You know the Heartlanders. I'm trying to think of you know some teams that had a lot of older players. We um, had a lot of older players at the beginning of the year. Heartlanders were all. You know, guys to the league, but what we saw was even though you could say, oh, they're unproven names, is that they're, they're players that have been identified that they could, you know, for more than just a season and then retire. So, I'm thinking in particular, of the Heartlanders signed a few players named just a, a half a year deal, a one-year deal, that the coaches expect that they're going to be here long-term. So, for an example of that, there's a player name of Nolan Orzak that the Heartlanders announced that they had signed that was late last week. Nolan Orzak is a perfect example of a player that could be here in Iowa for more than obviously just like, you know, one season if he, or he'll get called up to the American Hockey League. He scored 37 assists and six goals in juniors last year for the team called the Winnipeg Ice, which play in the Western Hockey League. He's one of the best. He's going to hopefully be one of the best young players and young defensemen in the ECHL. He's defensively responsible, but he also brings some offense from the blue line. That's an example of a player where you want to make sure you make, you know, he makes a good impression here so he can develop. But at the same time, if a summer from now he's looking for an option, we hope that, you know, he enjoys his time here and he wants to come back and play here to continue his career and continue his development path. Another example of a player like that is the Heartlanders brought in Nick Campoli and Alex Bretzman, who are going to be, you know, hopefully really good on this team. Campoli um, was a Vegas Golden Knights draft pick back a few years ago when Vegas was just starting out. And Alec Bretzman could be a really good, like, defensive forward that's bigger and, you know, hopefully contribute a few goals. So those are players this year that we hope, you know, shine into some of the brightest young rookies in the ECHL, but they don't have the name recognition, if you're looking at it on paper, of, you know, Cincinnati has signed, this player has been in the league for five years, and this that's played for four years. Well, in some cases, by the end of the year, the rookie might be better. So that's what the Heartlanders are hoping this year, is that, you know, we have a really good group of young, talented rookies. It might take them a few games to put it, start putting it together, but ultimately they're going to shine by the end of the year when we need them to. And I think the coaches are taking that kind of approach too, that it's not all about guys that have played in this week before. Sometimes it's better to get good young 
Well, uh, it does sound like you got some good young rookies, but uh, while we're at it, why don't we talk about this uh, preseason game that we got? Uh, that uh, yeah, that's that's coming up on October the October the sixth. Again, ten days from the time we're recording. Uh, tickets are available for for that one as well for those that are interested. And the Iowa Wild are coming to play the Rockford IceHogs again. Rockford being about three hours to the east of here, two and a, two and a half hours, and Des Moines obviously about two hours on the nose, especially on a bus. It might take a little bit longer in the right lane there on Interstate 80. So, uh, yeah, Des Moines, uh, the Iowa Wild, I should say, are coming from Des Moines to play the Rockford IceHogs. It's the top prospects of the Chicago Blackhawks versus the top prospects of the Iowa Wild. And we'll still wait to see of who exactly is going to be here, but there's the potential that just like last year, there were some really, really talented players that were in the lineup for that game. And this year we might have the same. A year ago, Lucas Reichel was probably the best player for the uh, Rockford Chicago side of things. He ended up playing in you know a really starring role and is one of the brightest young players that hopefully you know from his standpoint will be in the NHL this year. And then, you know, the Iowa Wild had a lot of really, really strong rookies as well that were here last year. And I think it'll be the same kind of uh, group this year. And the other thing is Iowa and Rockford have a really nice uh, rivalry that they've developed over the years as well. And they're competing for roster spots and they want to make sure that they can, you know, continue to impress their, the brass in Minnesota and in Chicago, respectively. So it's a, it was a fun atmosphere last year. It was a great game. When, when fans were, uh, you know, there for the for the preseason game, and we think that it'll be a, a good time again at 7 o'clock on October the 6th. Well, this will be a, a real chance to maybe see some actual uh, players that will get in the NHL this year, won't it? Yes, yes. And so, like, the name that I've been wondering is, and you're not sure of how things shake out, but um, Jesper Wallstead is the top prospect goalie in the Minnesota Wild system and could very well be, you know, and what Minnesota hopes is that he is the goalie that will, you know, be the future of the organization and maybe be on the team for, you know, hopefully a decade. And, you know, is going to be one of the best goalies in franchise history, which is what everyone hopes when you're drafted. Um, but Jesper Wallstead, uh, based on the way the numbers look, he'll probably play in Minnesota or the Iowa Wild this year. And it's possible that you could see the, you know, the, the goalie of the future when I say one of the brightest, probably like probably the brightest prospect in the Minnesota Wild organization right now, might be playing here a week from now, which is of interest to the hockey nerds like myself and those that want to see some good players on the ice. Well, uh, so uh, what are the tickets for that? Yeah, tickets. The tickets are available for that right now, and um, you know they're available the same Green Arena box office that they would be. Um, you know, for any other game and available online as well. So we're hoping we get a good turnout. We'll have a bunch of fans here for that. Do you know how much the tickets are for that game? They're, they're a couple bucks cheaper than it would be on like the, the game day um, single game tickets for, um, you know, a regular game. I think they're, they're 12 or 13, um, but I, for, for the economy section, I'd have to, I'd have to go and look at the, at the spreadsheet, but you know, very family friendly and affordable as we always try to keep it. Well, that that'd be a great opportunity to get in there and and see some hockey. I, I think. Uh, are you? Uh, does it seem like the Coral Bills kind of getting excited about hockey? Oh, so much more so than last year. And I think just last year, you know, it was new. And remember, Dave, even like when I moved here in in May of twenty twenty one, late April, early May of twenty twenty one, when I got here, there was still. Um, you know, a little bit of a hesitancy even for some of the bigger events. And even last year at this time,
time, you know, a lot of people, and I'm, I'm talking about myself too, like I had, when I, right before I moved here, had gone to an NBA basketball game, and that was the first time in a year and a half, you know, or a year, year plus, that I had been at, you know, like a, like a big, big event. And so last year at this time, you know, there probably were, were a segment of people in, you know, Coralville and Iowa City, not only that, you know, had not been to, uh, you know, like a concert or an event in, in Iowa or, you know, wherever, but also that they maybe hadn't, didn't even know the team was coming for that reason. So this year, what we see when we're out at community events, we're at Fest, we were, um, you know, at just an event this past weekend with a lot of kids there and people like know who we are now, which is incredible because a year ago, um, you know, people, we had our segment of sports fans that knew, but now I think it's, it's a lot more of the general population here in the corridor that knows and combine that with the fact that, you know, people are more comfortable getting out and, and doing things than maybe, you know, a segment of Iowa city was a year ago. So we're confident it's going to be a, a really strong year for us. And not only that Dave, but the thing you got to remember is like, um, a, a, what we hope too, is that, you know, a lot of our corporate partners and sponsors, they know who we are now. We're in great shape with that. And they're going to, you know, their employees are going to be treated to, to nights out for holiday parties and such throughout the year. So those are the kind of, you know, other staff bonding things. So those are all the, the pieces in place that are, are looking really good for us this year on the, on the ticket front. Yeah, what a difference a year makes, you know. Uh, I don't know exactly how many listeners we had, a few thousand, uh, when I started talking to you last year. But uh, uh, last week, we passed 11,000 listeners. So uh, That's great. Yeah, we're, we're growing, we're growing, and you guys are growing, and uh, people are starting to know uh, know who you are, but I still think even uh, uh, by the end of this year, it might even be uh, a twice as recognizable uh, experience, and, and I really think we're going to hit a, a much higher attendance this year. What do you think? Yeah, I, I think so, too, and like a perfect example is a conversation yesterday. There was an event over at the, the Coral Ridge Mall that our, our staff was all at. I was there for, you know, a couple hours. And, um, you know, a gentleman walked up with his kids. And I said, oh, you know, then he come to a game last year. And he said, no, I didn't make it last year because, um, you know, I kind of heard about it in the winter and then I never made it in the spring, but I'm planning on coming to games this year. Do you have a schedule? And that's the type of difference that even for the folks that, you know, maybe, because we know not everyone's going to commit to come to 20 games a year. We hope that, you know, the people that came to one game last year want to come to five or six this year, and then the year after maybe come to 10 or come to six again. But the folks that, you know, maybe maybe missed out last year on coming, or they, you know, found out a little bit late in the game or whatever. If they didn't make it last year, now people know the arena is here. They know the team is here. And the, the chances are is that on a Friday or a Saturday or a Sunday, they're going to be driving through Coralville or driving through Iowa City and maybe see some traffic and say, hey, I wonder what's going on. Look it up and they'll say, oh, we should go to one of those. And then they'll come to our first game and then they'll want to come again. We know that when people come to a game for a first time, we, we're, we, are, we are going to make them interested and want to come again because of the family-friendly excitement and entertainment that we provide. So that's, the, that's what we know. And now that more people recognize who we are, in the community, we're excited to get those people that said, "Oh, I know, I missed coming last year." They're going to see it this year, and they're going to want to come out, and they will come out for you know one or two. Well, last year uh, we were a brand new team, just putting it together, just getting the you know, uh, I don't even know we had a full slate of uh, players or 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 the core of what we would use uh, uh, for the season. We got off to a pretty poor start, uh, but what do you? How do you see the team this year? Are are we going to? Uh, 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 start out with a higher product than we put on the, the ice last year? Well, it's 
hard to, harder to start out than the first game of last year, which for those that you know were there or remember was that the, the Heartlanders scored 25 seconds in to the first game in team history, which is almost unheard of. Uh, if not, I, I, I would be curious, Dave, to go back and see in ECHL history of every team that's ever played, who has scored a first goal quicker than 25 seconds into their first game ever in front of you know what was a near sellout. So that's how the team started, and they won the first game 7-4. to four. But then, as you mentioned, after there was a little bit of a slump built in, and that's when a lot of the player movement happened. But from the start of December on, uh, of last year, December 2021 through April of 22, the Heartlanders were above 500, which spoke to why the team was in playoff contention by the end of the year. Now, when you talk about the start this season, I, I, I don't know if you know the first game is going to be instead of seven to four, it's going to be seven one. But what I would say is that the roster wise and the depth of the team is just completely different than it was a year ago, which is awesome for the Heartlanders because they know that you know whatever the lineup is on opening night in those first few weeks is most likely going to feature a lot more depth. So, and that that's that's what lacked last year at the start. You know, Ryan Kupner and Chris Bennett were amazing players, but they need a little bit of help too. So the roster looks a lot more whole this year than it did at this point last year, which I think lends itself to a better start. Well, uh, yeah, I think we, I think, you know, last year, uh, the beginning of the year, COVID was just wreaking havoc on everything. And uh, that you, you gotta, I mean, admit that there was just a lot of people that were just still very afraid to go outside or go to, go to uh, any, any uh, events like that. But I think this year, yeah, uh, this year, that that's not going to be the case. I think people are, are well entrenched, and it looks like they're uh, looks like, especially in that Coralville area, people are are uh, are going out and supporting things. I mean, I, I seen the Hawkeyes sold out the whole season before the season even started. So, yeah, I think the the festive Coralville atmosphere is back, huh? Yeah, and it's interesting too because what 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 I have you know not learned to hear about it, but now I actually get to see it is that this is a this is a great sports area. Like people here are sports fans. People here know what's going on. My girlfriend doesn't care about football, but she knows Michigan's in town this week. Like that's the kind of um, uh, uh, thing that we have working in our favor as well. That maybe we don't talk about enough is that people here love sports and they love to support their community and their community teams, which is a very you know Big Ten. And for Iowa State, Iowa State fans, Big 12 kind of like college town experience, um, very Midwest college town experience. So that's great for us, too, because, you know, when we, when we were at Fry Fest, for example, right before the home opener, the thrilling 7-3 to three win over South Dakota State for the Hawkeyes, when we were at that event, like the people that come up to us know that we, even if they haven't made it to a game, like they know Oh, that's the Heartlanders. I know my, you know, my cousin goes, my brother goes, and for the people that knew who we are and have been to games, a lot of them commented, "Oh, I'll be back this year. Oh, you know, I got my 12 game pack. Oh, I got my, I got my half season plan or my season tickets, or I'm looking forward to being at the home." So th- those are the type of things that um, now that we're you know established and entrenched in the community, we're ready to expand upon this season. Yeah, I, I really feel like you're, you know, uh, Coralville and Iowa City are just synonymous with sports. Uh, I can't oh, think yeah. of another town in, in, in Iowa that, you know, when people think Iowa City, of course they think about the shopping and the restaurants and everything, but sports, it's it's the it's, <laughs> yeah, the, it's the number one. It's that city is as, as a passionate about sports, and I don't know that, but I think there's a lot of Coralville pride, you know, 
and I, I think you will. Uh, I mean, go to go to a high school uh, football game in Iowa City, uh, and it's just packed to the to the max. We got to see a a, a game at Kinnick Stadium, a high school game at Kinnick Stadium, yeah. and I, I got the broadcast from the from the press box up there. And uh, uh, what an experience! Ten thousand. They sold ten thousand tickets for a high school football game at Kinnick Stadium. That's that's the Which kind is of unbelievable. Uh, it was hot out that night too, if I remember. It wasn't yeah, like well, you know a, a nice cool evening. Like it was hot and sunny, and you know, um, you know. So yeah, I remember seeing the, the news about that. That and that's great for that's great because you know it was what it was Liberty versus Island City. Those are the kind of things that bring people together. And yeah, there's the rivalry between those schools, but they love they love being out there to support support the city at the same time and for a cool event. This is an event city too, I think, Dave. That I found out. You know more as well that a perfect example of that is like when the um, women's basketball team was doing really well for the Hawkeyes and they had they, they did lose but they had those two NCAA tournament games I mean I was at the second one when they lost to Creighton and I mean it was jammed and people were yelling and screaming the entire game like you know like it was a final four game and I was like wow this is this, you know sold out in second year like this is as good as it gets and they sold out you know for an NCAA you know round two women's basketball team so this is an event now they like winning teams and big events and they love their sports so that's great for us because you know teams performing well you bet there's going to be people there that know that we're there and you know and in first place too hopefully so that's great i, I remember the uh, iowa women's uh, high school wrestling championship was there at the, the extreme arena and that got tons of publicity and i think that got people excited too yep and you'll see it in a few weeks when uh, after we get going there's the uh, girls state volleyballs moved here as well, uh, that, you know, high school tournament as well. So that's going to be as, as big as it gets on the volleyball standpoint from high school. So another big event coming to this area to supplement all the uh, Heartlanders games and Hawkeye events as well. Yeah, it, it's a real treat for you guys that live there in Coralville that you can just whip over and see this game or that game and, and the, all the <laughs> entertainment that's going on uh, in that area. Uh, uh, that's why people live there, you know. And uh, it's, it's a really, you know, like you say, you know, you, you've lived a lot of places, and uh, uh, Coralville kind of surprises you, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it, it jumps out for sure. I mean, I haven't lived in too many places. I, I mean, I'm trying to think, you know, besides, I'm talking about post-college, um, Lansing, Michigan, and Kearney, Nebraska, and Reading, Pennsylvania, and then here, in that order specifically. So, you know, Lansing with, with Michigan State, it's a lot like Iowa City, you know, big event. Uh, big, you know, big sports community. Everyone's wearing their Michigan State or their Michigan stuff around, even in, even in, you know, behind enemy lines there in Lansing and in East Lansing. Um, Carney, you know, people supported the Cornhuskers, but it was three hours away from Omaha. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else. Like in Reading, it was all Philadelphia kind of feel, but you're, you're an hour and a half from Philly, so you're not in it. And, you know, you have the, the people from Pittsburgh that are living there, and it's sort of a, a mishmash of, you know, Philly versus Pittsburgh there in Pennsylvania. It's kind of right on the dividing line, maybe, between the Philly support and Pittsburgh support. But then when you talk about coming here, I mean, it's, you know, people are passionate and they want to let you know, and, you know, who they're, who they're rooting for. So we're really excited about that because we know that people, you know, there's no other team for them to support. They're not Toledo Walleye fans. They're Heartlanders fans. Yeah, this is... For us too because we're building a passionate fan base. Well, this is an excellent place to live, uh, excellent place to see a game. It's an excellent place for people from Southeast Iowa or Central Iowa to uh, anywhere in Eastern Iowa, uh, a short drive over, uh, well worth the trip, plenty of hotels, plenty of shopping, something for everybody in your family. Uh, I, I can't, uh, 
I, I'm chomping at the bit. Uh, you're going to see me a lot more there. Uh, I'm going to be doing some broadcasting from there, uh, some some fan interviews, and and uh, uh, just trying to capture some of the ambiance. Uh, uh, and uh, we'll we'll be talking to you again. Is there anything we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to talk about? I, I will really quickly, Dave, and then uh, then we'll sign off here, which is just that all types of tickets are now on sale. So there's obviously season tickets, the big group plans, the mini plans, but also single game. So if you want to just you know try it out and come to a game, we hope you can be there for the home opener, which is going to have two different giveaways of rally towels and it, uh, you know the team um, team uh, magnet schedule. I'm sorry, fan bango giveaway, and then um, the uh, team magnet schedule giveaways night one on October 21st, Friday. And then on Saturday, we have the affiliation night as well, both against the Idaho Steelheads, and that's going to have a rally team rally towel giveaway. So this year, what you'll see as well, Dave, is that you know you can find our team schedule online. It's, it's built out so well and so professionally, which we're excited about with you know a lot of emphasis on giveaways and theme nights and you know fun in arena stuff that that we're kind of keeping back for now, but people will see when they're here. Um, of, you know what's going to make it special. So every type of ticket's on sale, and you can find that at iowaarena.com. And thanks again for having me on, Dave. Well, it sounds like you're already in mid-season form. Uh, how many hours a day are you putting in on this stuff? <laughs> right now, it's not uh, not as many yet as it will be in two weeks. Uh, two weeks from now is going to be, you know, get into the office early and leave when it's dark. Uh, right now, it's it's it, it's not. I mean, yeah, what I Dave, what I've learned as well is that you. You need to save a little bit in the tank for those last few weeks um, and just be really real, like last few weeks leading up to the start of the season. And then once the season starts, you find your pockets to kind of get your get your rest and relaxation. But for now, I'm, I've done a good job. Personally, I've done a great job this summer at making sure that I am rested and relaxed so that and but also worked hard enough that I'm not scrambling. So I'm very proud of myself. And uh but in two weeks from now, there's going to be a thousand new things that are up there and uh, will need to be accomplished. So, uh, good for now is what I'm saying. Well, uh, before I let you go, uh, tell, tell our listeners, you know, how to follow the team, what newspapers are covering you, uh, uh, all the ways that they can follow the Iowa Heartlanders. Yeah, that's a great question. Thank you for asking that. So, uh, it's easy to find us on social media because every one of our handles is the same. So, if you're on social media, it's at Go Heartlanders. So Facebook, at Go Heartlanders. Twitter, Go Heartlanders. And then Instagram and TikTok, Go Heartlanders. That's thing one. And then uh, TV and newspaper-wise, it's KGAN for TV and KCRG for TV mostly. And then the Gazette newspaper um, as well. So uh, that's up at Cedar Rapids. And the Daily Iowan does – actually, you know, the Gazette would say this too – Isaac, our beat reporter from the Daily Iowan, treats us like we're an NHL team. He treats us like we're the Hawkeye football team uh, in a way. So that's great for us because we get literally a, a daily beat reporter here. So the Daily Iowan newspaper for written stuff, especially now during the summer, uh, you can catch up on everything. Uh, and then radio-wise, we're all over the place. ESPN Radio, Cedar Rapids. Um, you know, we'll, we'll be a little bit more involved with Dwyer's and uh, the Dwyer Michael show morning show, which is all over the state and in the corridor. So, um, that's great. And, uh, yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the long and the short of it without uh, being too boring about the uh, media relations work that I do as well. That Isaac, uh, uh, what's his last name? 
Goffin, G-O-F-F-I-N, yeah, uh, he, Isaac he, Goffin. He does a great job. You are so lucky to have that guy reporting on you, don't you? Don't you? For oh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, we're just about out of time, David. It was uh, it was wonderful to talk to you. I don't know where the time goes. I sit down and talk to you, and the next time I know we're out of time. Oh. But uh, yeah, the time the time always melts away with you, Dave, for sure. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, go Heartlanders, and it won't be long until you can get some ice water in your veins. Thanks for being with us.